uh, we get to suck on that all week. And uh, if that doesn't make you want to uh, get ready to go in about six, seven days, nothing else will. And that was as uh, uh, thorough a butt kicking as we've had this year. And uh, uh, we're going to find out if that'll get you ready or not. It uh, should with what these guys are made of. I couldn't just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn a football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. $230 million. Guaranteed. That's just filthy. I mess up his day. I can't even get it. That's a kitty? That's a kitty? That's a kitty? But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not the mascara. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. Welcome to every living and breathing, intelligent biped on the planet Earth. To this... Sick and tired of the Dallas Cowboys coming out looking like they don't even want to be on the field. Show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend, in my own mind, big day. Talking not only sports, but news of all kinds. Also, I want to always welcome those checking us out on this sick podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Overcast, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and radio public and if I'm sounding a little down in the dumps or despondent it's because of these freaking Dallas Cowboys driving every Cowboys fan and every Cowboys listener crazy but I'm I I digress let me finish my opening and then I'm gonna get into this foolishness that we saw on Sunday and I always want to give a shout out to all my sick listeners over in the land of the lucky charms Ireland the home of that yummy dim sum Hong Kong Morocco With their Swedish meatballs swimming in a big bowl of marinara. Portugal, the home of ports. Canada, the home of Dr. K. Alexander and the Maple Syrup Brigade. Mexico, the home of avocados from Mexico. Pakistan, thank you, come again. Thailand. Home of the Thais, Germany, Donkey Shane, 
Peru, home of the lemurs. India, shining bright like a diamond. The Netherlands, home of Pinocchio and the wooden shoes. Brazil, home of the greatest soccer player ever. Rest in peace, Pele. And yes, these United States of America. What the filth flooring, 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 filthy flooring, filth, flooring, filth, did we witness in the Washington versus Dallas game? What the crap was that? I mean, it didn't really affect us anyway. We lost because we're in the playoffs. We're, we, we were already in the playoffs. We clinched that last week. But you going to go into the playoffs flat like that? Dak threw for like 128 yards. One touchdown to CeeDee Lamb, who had five receptions for 52 yards. That was pretty much it. Zeke and Pollard both had like 27 yards rushing. You ain't gonna beat nobody 27 yards rushing. Yeah, there was two sacks, and yes, there was an interception on our part on our defense. But still, we got beat 26 to 6 by the freaking Commodores. They beat us with the sixth Commodore singing lead. It was absolutely sweet sounds coming down on the night shift in Washington, D.C. With the Cowboys looking like they was playing in darkness. Looking like they didn't even want to be there. Looking like they didn't want to compete. What the, what the, what the, Dak, Dak, Dak. What the heck, son? What the heck, son? Somewhere in the middle of the season, towards the end of the season, you just made up in your mind, I'm going to see how many interceptions I can throw before the season is over. Let me see how many picks I can throw before this regular season is over. Matter of fact, that's my New Year's resolution. Let's see how many interceptions we can throw in this new year. You know, I don't like to agree with Jerry Jones, but Jerry Jones was absolutely right what he said at the beginning of this show. If you heard it when we came on, uh, courtesy of ESPN, that was Jerry Jones talking about the Dallas Cowboys. And if Dallas doesn't get it together, it's going to be a short postseason. Dallas is going to be sitting at home with the Washington Commodores. Let me, let me, you know what? I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Larry Bryson and the Washington Commanders 
and the rest of the Washington fans, the commanderans. Now, I, I said that. Now, watch ESPN or watch 1053 The Fan or watch uh, uh, 1310 The Ticket steal my stuff by calling them commanderans. But all the commanderans won that game. Whipped our behinds. Why would we even play the first string? We probably would have done better if Cooper Rush was in there. We stunk up the joint. We stunk up the joint. If I was Jerry Jones, I would call a, a session together. I would call a meeting together with the Dallas Cowboys, the whole organization. Well, I'll say the whole football team along with the coaches and assistant coaches and whoever, and the, 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 the towel boy, the water boy, whoever, call everybody to the carpet. And if I was Jerry, I would say exactly this. Now, you know, I'm not gonna be here much longer and I'm gonna need you to get me a Super Bowl. Now, if we can't play on the field, if we can't compete, then I'm gonna get rid of every one of y'all. I'm just gonna go ahead and draft all my players all over again because I'm not gonna sit here for another 96 years waiting on a Super Bowl when we have the ability to make a run at it this year. Michael McCarthy, you're gone. After this, if you lose this first game, if you can't beat, uh, 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 what's his name? The GOAT. I know Tom Brady's the GOAT, but if we can't beat the GOAT, I'm going to fire everybody. And just that's the way it is, because I'm too old and I put too much money into this. That's what I would say. If I was Jerry Jones. I would say you come back with nothing less than an NFC championship. I'll be happy. I'll keep everybody if you come back with an NFC championship. But if you're not going to compete on the field, you're not going to compete in practice, then you just don't need to be here. Plain and simple. That was the worst showing. That was the worst showing of the Dallas Cowboys of the whole year. The last game of the season. Why do you just just set the first string down, let the second string play, third string play, call up some people who hadn't played all year, let them get out there and play. I don't understand why why that went down the way did it get. 26 to 6. It was it was a it was a shellacking. It was a butt whooping. It was a butt whooping. Everything was on the line. If the Eagles, Eagles almost lost against the Giants, but they pulled it out, so it didn't matter anyway. But now, we got to go to the playoffs. Wild card playoffs. And guess what? We play the great one. We play Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Not cool. Not cool. We got to come out on Monday, January 16th at 7.15 p.m. and play against the greatest quarterback 
to ever play the game. If we come out flat and, oh, by the way, we have never beaten Tom Brady. Never. Matter of fact, I thought we beat Tom Brady when we had Tony Romo. But I had to go back and look. We almost beat the Patriots, but we lost to the Patriots when Romo was the quarterback. So the Dallas Cowboys football team, the DFT, or DCFD, Dallas Cowboys football team, DCFT, has never beaten Tom Brady. That sucks. That just it just sucks. If we come out flat against Tampa Bay, we are going to lose, and it's going to be a short-lived. It's going to be a short-lived playoff. Everybody else going to go on and do what they do, and we're going to be sitting there watching it on our big screen TVs at home. Everybody, this has been a different season. I can't say it was a good season. I can't say it was a bad season. I can't. I definitely can't say it was a great season. This has been a different season. When and and you know what, the Lions did us a favor too. Shout out to the Detroit Lions for knocking out Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Because somewhere down the line we was going to have to play the Packers, and we can't beat the Packers to save our life. So it looked like we might have been able to, you know, probably make a run, but we got to go through Tampa. And I don't, if we play the way we played against Washington, we will not, we, we, we won't win. Simple as that. We will not win. So, I'm gonna need y'all to get it together, Dallas. You know, I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm a ride or die with you. But y'all gotta give me a break, man. Y'all, ooh, ooh, ooh. I know Ken is laughing at this. Kenyatta Richardson is sitting there laughing at this because the Philadelphia Eagles are the NFC Division champs and they're the best team in the conference. got the best thing. They won the conference, basically. 14-3. and three. They didn't go undefeated, but it didn't matter. They won. It's going to be a long week. I can already tell. All right, when we come back, I kept my peace. Now I got to say my piece about what happened with Damar Hamlin. So make sure you come back. You don't want to miss it right here on this sick show. Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. We get to suck on that all week. Welcome back. To part two of this sick show. At U.S. Cellular, you can choose any phone you want for free. Especially 5G. 
Visit your nearest stores in Ada, Ardmore, Medill, Sulphur, and Hugo, Oklahoma. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. I got to start out this segment by giving thanks to the Most High, the Almighty God, for the miracle of bringing DeMar Hamlin back to us. It was absolutely God. For those of you who did not see what happened or have not heard of it, I'm some of y'all are in another country listening, and thank you for listening in these other countries. Damar Hamlin uh, is a defensive back for the Buffalo Bills, who plays the American football, and he took a hit. He was making a tackle, took a hit, got hit basically in his heart, and his heart stopped, and he dropped right on the field. This was on a Monday night football game, and after that, the prayers went up. The players were beside themselves because the players had never, ever seen anybody or anything like that, and they were just totally just going nuts. They were they were like, oh my gosh, did we actually see our teammate die in front of us? And so, when this happened and I heard the news the next morning I didn't see the game when this happened a lot of people were coming out and they were saying some stuff um, you know about the situation with Skip Bayless you may have heard about that and he sent an insensitive tweet and then there's another dude named uh, uh, Eric I think it's Bart or Barton, something, something like that. Um, it's just I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but he made an insensitive comment about the situation. Then there was another guy I watched in Cleveland, and uh, he was on there talking about how much money the young man made, and that the NFL need to step up and take care of his bills, and this, all this, that, the other. And my thing was, why are we making this about us? When it was all about Damar. Young man is 24 years old. That young man was out of here. My understanding is that they, they had to revive him a few times. But by the grace of God, he fought fought and he fought he was intubated he 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 was in uh, um, ICU he's still in ICU he's talking now they took the tube out he woke up he he wrote on a pad they said did we win the game and then the doctor looked at him and says yes you won and he meant you won the game of life that's that's a profound statement to be made but see where his mentality was even coming out of that he was worried about his football team. There was a lot of people saying their little do, doing what they did, and trying to get ratings for themselves. Trying to make it about them. There were different people talking about, listen to my show, and listen, because uh, I'm going to talk about the situation. And there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scene, and all of that was sad you don't build your show based on somebody else's 
possible demise. Let me say that. Now, I know that when things go wrong and somebody, you know, is, is found guilty and all of that, and we talk because it's good to talk about on your show, it does bring ratings and all this. But this situation was a different situation none of us had ever experienced or seen before. We saw, we saw now Hank Gathers, if y'all remember correctly, but they brought him back to life. He was good to go after that. And then all of a sudden, a couple of uh, um, days after that, he passed away. He passed away. But to see somebody just expire right there in front of you, that's a whole different deal. Our boss, right here at the BGC Sports Network, he sent out a memo saying, don't make this about yourself. Anybody who makes this about yourself and make insensitive comments will be dismissed from the network. And I'm actually glad he did Because he was right It doesn't need to be about us So I'm thankful Damar's doing better They're sending pictures every day I'm watching uh, news Whether it's on ESPN or CNN and, And I'm watching what's happening And it's just God That brought that young man back So all glory goes to God But I'm I wanna Jump into this Next horrible suggestion concerning this. Um, there was a recent Scientific American opinion that got blasted on Twitter for using the cardiac arrest of NFL player Damar Hamlin to suggest that football's violence disproportionately affects black men. Yeah. Duke University anthropology professor Tracy Canada wrote a piece Friday and headlined Damar Hamlin's collapse highlights the violence black men experience in football during which she claimed the anti-blackness of the system is inescapable. Okay. Mm. She wrote As a cultural anthropologist, I've spent the last decade learning how black college football players navigate the exploitation, racism, and anti-blackness that are fundamental to its current system. End quote. She said later, despite the article's title, quote, I am not aware of research that compares the rate of injury between black and white football players. End quote. Now, numerous personalities on Twitter scorched Scientific American for publishing this piece. Uh, Sports writer and show host Jason Whitlock lampooned the article's very name. The terrifyingly ordinary stupidity of Twitter is disproportionately affects the, the scientific American feed. End quote. American Enterprise Institute senior fellow Christina Hoff Summers called out Scientific American's editor in chief. She said another absurd and incoherent article in the once serious Scientific American. What gives at Sci AM at Laura Helmuth. Two former NFL players weighed in as well. 
They said, quote, I haven't seen anyone troll the Babylon Bee this well. Former offensive tackle John Wellborn tweeted, while former offensive lineman Corey Proctor offered his appraisal of the article, he called it pure trash. Many commentators on Twitter noticed or noted that the obvious demographics in, uh, at play in football, uh, the outkick content, uh, content creator, Dan Zazeski, I, I hope that's right. He said this, now, now do hockey. A sport where fighting on a giant ice cube is practically legal and very much encouraged and has 93% white players who make a fraction of the money. Let me assure you that there are white people lined up miles long to get into this league. Sports commentator T.J. Joe tweeted. This is laughable. Why is it that people in the media or with the scientific American community or people think that they've got a bead on what makes us black Americans what makes us tick for them to come out and act like we suffer injuries more than our white counterparts or our Hispanic counterparts we suffer more because we're African American because we're black that's stupidest thing that's literally the stupidest thing you could have ever said I'm getting sick and tired of people in general. I don't want to make a racist statement and I'm not going to make a racist statement here, but I'm getting tired of those who play the race card and act like your color, your genre, if you want to say, your act like you all are the epitome of the epitome of great health. And it's not so. It is not so. Do you realize that back early when Europe was conquering the world, that they were finding indigenous people and they were literally bringing disease to indigenous people from where they were coming from? That's not... That, that, you can't pin that on blacks. You can't pin it on black people. Uh, you 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 get hurt more because you're black. Really? History has shown that you all hurt us more because we're black. And this has nothing to do with football. Whenever you're on the football field, there always is the chance that you might get injured. It doesn't matter. Black, white, yellow, brown, purple, and orange, green, it don't matter. When you step on that football field, you, you, you stand the opportunity to get hurt. That's why these football players are trying to get their money now because if somebody comes into the NFL, let's say 18 years old, by the time they're 25, 
26, they're washed up. 30, they're an old man. 40, they're dirt. One foot is in the grave at 40 when you play football. It's a harsh sport. You got big dudes, 250 some pounds, running four fours. Trying to catch a running back or a quarterback running a four four. And hitting them head on. You have so many head on collisions. This is why the CTE thing is a big deal with the NFL. What happened to DeMar? It was routine. Everybody was putting it on Higgins and they were saying Higgins hit him too hard and Higgins lowered his shoulder. Well, that's what you're supposed to do in American football. You lower your shoulder. You run through. Any coach worth his salt will tell his players run through the opponent. You can't try to tackle somebody. I'm just going to stand here and I'm going to tell you come in and I'm going to try to tackle you. No, you're going to get ran over. But to say that because DeMar was black his heart gave out on him because he couldn't take the hit. That's not the first hit that young man had this year. That's not the first hit he had in his life. Coming through high school, going to college, and then getting drafted or, or coming into the Bills organization, however he got there. That's not the... He's been hit multiple times. In the chest, mind you. But you're going to say because he's black? It's a problem? Because he's black? Man, shut that mess up. Shut it up. I'm sick of hearing it. My comrades at the BGC Sports Network are sick of hearing it. We're tired of you so-called scientists talking like you know what you're talking about. Science is best guess. That's all science is. It's best guess. So your best guess is that because DeMar was black, he his heart gave out on him because he was black? Obviously, you don't watch YouTube, Scientific American. There are videos of people falling out. Their heart giving out right on the spot and then falling down. And they're not black. The majority of those videos are white people. And I don't understand where this came from. Look, when this happened, everybody needs to just shut up about it. Be thankful that the young man is still with us and that he will walk again and he is absolutely talking. He might be able to play again. I hope he is. I hope he's, you know, he gets well. He's not going to play the rest of this year. No way. But I hope he gets well. And and you know what? For this reason, I hope the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl. I hope they get there and I hope they win the Super Bowl. 
for number three. Tomorrow him. They look this thing was 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 so surreal. There was such an outpouring of prayers from all across the world. People were wearing number three jerseys. The whole NFL was wearing Love for DeMar shirts with number three on them before they went on the field. It wasn't just the Buffalo people. And, 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 and let me say this. Thank God for the trainers. They were trained to do what they did. Thank God for them getting on the field because them doing what they did on the field for DeMar helped him, helped in his healing. Thank God for those trainers and everybody that participated. Thank God for all the prayers and thank God for answering the prayers for this young man. It happened. We don't actually know why. And honestly, at this point, I don't care why it happened. I just want the young man to be good. And I want him to be healed. I want him to be happy. And I want him to go back to what he was doing, helping out the community and playing football for the Buffalo Bills. That's my take on it. And it ain't because I'm black either. It's just right. All right. When we come back, we have to talk about the TCU Horn Frogs in the national championship. You don't want to miss it. So make sure you come back right here on this. Oh, I'm gearing up for it. Sick. Show. Stay tuned for more of this sick show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part Trey of this sick show. CMIT Solutions offers area businesses proactive IT support and technology management solutions at affordable, consistent monthly rates so that your business will effectively budget and foresee IT expenses, saving you money and time in the long run. So let CMIT help you grow your business while they take the stress and hassle out of your IT. For more information, call 682-277-3930. That's 682-277-3930. And tell them the BGC Sports Network sent you there. All right. So much was going on last week. I did not get the opportunity to talk about the TCU Horned Frogs being in the national championship against the Georgia Bulldogs. And I didn't get to talk about that whipping that TCU put on Michigan. 51 to 45 is Max Dugan. Threw for 225 yards and two touchdowns. Mr. D. Mercado ran for 150 yards and one touchdown. Max Dugan rushed for 57 yards and got two touchdowns. It was just an onslaught. 
Johnston, 163 yards off of six receptions. One touchdown. And T. Barber, wide receiver for the TCU Horn Frogs got a touchdown. Touchdown. As the TCU Horn Frogs put a whipping on the Michigan Wolverines, solidifying the fact that their coach, Mr. Hardback, may not be there next year. Mr. Harbaugh, I mean, not Harbach. Why did I say Harbach? Who is Harbach? Maybe I'm thinking Red, Red, uh, what's his name? Red Arback? Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Harback. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Now, TCU is in the championship against the Georgia Bulldogs. The defending, undefeated, <laughs> returning champions of college football. The Georgia Bulldogs. It's the dogs and the frogs. The frogs and the dogs. And guess what? TCU is an underdog. Which they should be an underdog against the dogs. The frogs should be. But I know something or have seen something that has not been discussed much, but now it's it's really starting to to, to make a movement now. It's 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 making some moves right now, and uh, uh, the people at TCU know all about it, but some people out there don't know all about it, and that is the Hypnotoad. I just heard Gentry Ace Leto. The show that comes on, you know, BS on the net, that comes on before this sick show. I heard him, I envisioned him saying, oh boy, here we go. That's right. I'm going to talk about the hypnotoad. Whenever the TCU Horn Frogs need to make a comeback or they need to make a charge or they need to catch lightning in a bottle or they need a uh, tempo change or, or, or they need something to happen for them. They put on the big screen down at TCU, the hip no toad. And everybody starts going crazy and saying, Hip no toad, hip no toad, hip no, and 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 then it, it takes some kind of effect on the players, the fans, the other team doesn't know what's going on, and next thing you know, TCU wins the game. Um, I'm just putting this out there. I'm not saying this is true. This is absolutely speculation on my part. But could those images, could Willy Wonka's image with the crazy eyes and could the hypno-toad be really hypno-toading or tizing the other teams? Is that even possible? Can you even 
be hypnotized? Will they be able to use the hypno-toad in the championship game? Will the Bulldogs fall prey to the toad? And basically TCU takes advantage of the hypno-toad? I mean, there's got to be something to it, man. It's the latest craze. It's just like, you know it reminds me of? It, it reminds me of the horn they have. That big train horn. Every time they make a touchdown. You can hear that thing all through Fort Worth. I would dare say almost to 820. For those of you who know about the Metroplex at 820, you can hear that thing on 820. Just, just you know, uh, silently, like, like in the distance, you know. But if you're in Fort Worth, you can hear that thing plays there. What the heck? It's the Hypnotoad. The Hypnotoad might bring a championship to the TCU Horn Frog. Who thought of that? Here's the thing. Where has the Hypnotoad been all these years? Back when my son was a part of TCU. Back when my money went to TCU. Where was the Hypnotoad then? I'm waiting. Any takers? The Hypnotoad is the thing. Look, we would love for TCU to win this game. But I, I'm, I, you know me, I'm not a naysayer, but I'm going <laughs> to... I'm not a naysayer, let me just say that. And, and I don't want to bring it down... Not even one notch. I want TCU to win. It's been 70 some years, 76, 77, 78, something like that, since they won a championship. The New York Times is even writing about the Hypnotoad. New York Times said, all glory goes to TCU's meme mascot. The Hypnotoad. You should see this thing. It's all purple and it's got big yellow eyes and around and it's got red loops and blue loops and, and, and orange loops mixed in with red loops and purple loops. And it's kind of hypnotizing. They're taking, hopefully, the toad on Hypnotoad on the road. To Scottsdale, Arizona. Billy Witts, <laughs> uh, who's reporting for the New York Times. Billy Witts says this, and, and, and how much time do I have? I got to check my time. I got about six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes, big day. You're on. <laughs> on. Sorry. 
Billy Wits of the New York Times says this. There are any number of reasons that this cute little Texas Christian University football team has elbowed its way into the college football playoff, the realm of the behemoths. He called us cute. He called us cute. We're cute. There is the plucky carrot-topped Heisman Trophy runner-up quarterback who was relegated to backup duty at the start of the season by the genius new coach, who is so good he once got fired at California. There is the star receiver, a top NFL prospect, who didn't opt for a bigger school that could funnel him plenty of cash. Then there is the rest of the ragamuffin roster that was picked to finish seventh in the Big 12, a conference so prestigious that it is its most noteworthy programs, Oklahoma and Texas, can't wait to leave. Yeah. Did we have to come like that, Billy? Did we have to say that like that, Billy? Are you besmudging the name of the Big 12? Are you besmudging the name of Texas Christian University, otherwise known as TCU? Did he really call us cute? We're cute! See, this is the type of stuff that makes me want to eat, make people eat their own words. Because they look at TCU as a little Christian school. I have always said this, that TCU would never get into the championship unless Texas or Oklahoma was relevant. But the way that it went this year and the way that they played, they won every game except for the title game uh, of the conference against Kansas State. Lost it in overtime. But they beat everybody this year. College football people playoff committee looked at their schedule and their record and said they need to go in and now they beat Michigan they thought that TCU was going to fall to Michigan everybody thought that I told Ace Little I said TCU and he'll tell you I said TCU is going to win nobody believed it but they won see the Hypno-toad, 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 hypno-toad. Billy, hypno-toad, 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 hypno-toad. Ace, hypno-toad, 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 hypno-toad. People, hypno-toad, 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 hypno-toad. Stephen A, hypno-toad. Hip no toe, hip no toe, hip no toe. Charles Boyd, hip no toe, hip no toe, hip no toe, hip no toe. Willie Epstein Jr., hip no toe, hip no toe, hip no toe, hip no toe. Dave Michaels, hip no toe, hip no toe, hip no toe, hip no toe.
Cedric Bailey. Hip, no ties, everybody. TCU, go win this game against the Georgia Bulldogs. Bring that championship home so that we can be at a parade with everybody screaming. We are the champions, my friends. And if by some reason you don't beat the Georgia Bulldogs, by some reason, it doesn't matter. You made it to the championship. You're still champions to Dallas Fort Worth. We are the champions, my friend. And we'll keep on fighting to the end. We are the champions. We are the champions. No time for losers. We are the champions. Of Fort Worth. And I'm done. I hope to see you all back again. Coming up next, Willie F.T. Junior. With hashtag Brothers of Baseball. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you come back once again. Check us out on this sick podcast for this sick Hypnodome Show. Show.